We've made it to the big episode. Yes, Josh and Daniel back to cover another Stephen Knight presentation. You know, we, we, we dipped our toes in Gangs of London last year. We had a lot of fun, but it wasn't a Stephen Knight production. And so from Peaky Blinders, here we sit in great expectations. So that's what we're talking about today. If you haven't seen the Stephen Knight Hulu TV series, we are going to talk about episodes one, two, and three today. It came out in a bunch of one and two, and uh, spoilers are open. Open and firing, and Josh, first off, you know, from the vibes of like the first 20 minutes and and the dark marshes and the frozen tundra and all of that, did you get that vibe that it was going to be, that it was a Stephen Knight show? Uh, it Like from watching the show, you mean, so far? Like, yeah, like the first 30 minutes even. I thought it was right off the bat with the, with Magwitch and the other, yeah, the way the other criminal the, running away. The music, the, the, the scenery like the close camera shots of like people's faces, heavy breathing. That was something that I noticed um, yep. really kind of, you know, dreary vibes, which is what you get in Peaky Blinders is where I was like, Oh wow. I, I do remember where this came from. This is, this is Stephen Knight. This is a yep. Stephen Knight made, made show. Um, so I, so far I really like it. Um, a lot of Peaky vibes. It's the closest thing that, we, that we've had to Peaky since Peaky. And uh, it's, it's been great. So I'm excited to break it down. So it's, it's based off of the Charles Dickens novel, his 13th and penultimate novel from 1861. We, we talked about it a couple, a couple episodes ago. And if you want to go back and listen to us talk about it, I had no idea. I've never even heard of, of Pip. I didn't know anything about it. I, I had, like yeah. One of the great, it's like one of the great novels of all time. It definitely is. Um, and, uh, and I was like, is that the orphan that begs for the food, yes. you know, there's just like, but there's also, that's not him. That's uh, that's, that's a different orphan. Um, so, you know, I came into this not even knowing an inkling of the plot. And so as it goes on, the only thing that it's missing from being like a peaky level is the comedy, but it's really just, a, it's not, it's just not a comedy. It's not a show that has any humor in it. So that's just, yeah. it's not, I, I, not for me. Yeah, uh, but not, but it not. was still very good. No, it was very good. I haven't gotten to the point yet, Josh, where I know all of the characters' names. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this in a Pip and in everyone's relation to Pip, pretty much. And of course, Estella are the two big names. And then in episode uh, three, I think it starts with an E. No, no, it does. It's funny it's because my dog's name is Stella. Yeah. And sometimes my family likes to speak to her like Spanish, and they'll go like oh, Estella. 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 So like whenever I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my god, like I cannot believe it's Estella. So it's just kind of funny, personally. So so if you want to stick with us until we get super deep into the spoilers, it, it revolves around a, an orphan Pip who lives with his older sister, who is more like a an, an evil aunt than anything, and her husband, who's a blacksmith that kind of looks after and cares for our main character. He has a crush in a uh, like a ginger girl in town, and he stumbles upon these two escaped convicts. And it's really interesting, Josh, because it's not until the final moments of episode three that we even understand how these, these convicts play into the entire plot. But, you know, Pip kind of wanders into the marshes and not befriends Magwitch, but essentially is nice enough to him, gets him some food, almost keeps it a secret that, that he's, a, you know, 
out on the loose. And then in, in a very interesting time skipping around, it's like immediately someone's in town and they need an orphan to be bought by this older woman. And so Pip is now on the move in transit. The, the sister's being paid for Pip and Pip is going out to this, this wondrous house in the middle of, a, of another town. And that's where we, we meet Olivia Coleman. And it was one of the ultimate, like, holy shit, I can't believe Olivia, Olivia Coleman is in this. And so she plays, what is the, na- the name? Miss Habersham, who now has, has two slaves living in her house. But in, in a way, she's paying- It's kind of to- weird. She's like paying for company. Yeah. And, and more than you know? that, there's like a little bit of pervertness. Like, I want you to right. play. There's two kids that are around the same age. One has been with her since maybe like birth. Who knows? Um, and that's Estella. And so it's mm. it's all about, and then and then it jumps into episode two, Joss, where it's a lot of like teaching Pip how to be a gentleman. And this is where I was totally bought in. I really enjoyed everything from early episode two into three. Episode one was a little all over the place, but I it was enough for mm. me to click episode two and I'm I'm on it, I'm in it. What what are your what are your thoughts so far through three episodes? Cause that's always a lot of people's parameter of a TV show. You give it three episodes. And, and you get you get a vibe of what the show is. What's your right. vibe of what Great Expectations is going to be? I think it's going to be like a very dark and serious show that, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know if you ever read the book, Count of Monte Cristo, but it's one of like, we had to read it way back when in school and I read it. And it kind of reminds me of like that. That's what it like, it's like somebody gets taken away from someone that they love and, you know, they, they won't see them again. There's no cell phone technology. So there's no communication. So he falls in love with this Estella character, you know, and. Uh, but does he though? It, it felt very he odd. It felt very he forced. He says it a few times. I'm still kind of waiting. I don't know. No, yeah. Go so ahead. I don't know. It's just kind of like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a sad story. It's, it's a tragic story of an orphan who like he's not happy. The actor uh, does a great job of plays Pitt. His name is Fionn Whitehead. Does a really well, good job of playing an orphan who's sad that, and depressed. But I was going to say, first you know. we get a different Pitt. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. And and you actually texted me. You love the time jump. Yeah. So in episode two, we kind of see the beginning of when he's kind of getting hazed by Olivia Coleman, Miss Tom Sweet, Ms. Is, and, is the and, actor. Right. And kind of getting hazed to when he's learning how to how to become a gentleman. And you know, Miss Havisham is really you know being really, really, really kind of you know rude to him. He he, he gets he gets beat up a little bit. So he's kind of going through the ringer a little bit. And then once he kind of gets used to it. And then starts starts learning, becoming quote unquote a gentleman. Starts you know, passing the test, so to say. Then we get a time jump, you know, so pretty far in advance. I would probably say about seven years or so. They didn't say at least. Yeah, all it right. is is so it's he, until he turns eighteen. Right. So basically, it's it's when he's a little boy and turns into a man, um, and he's kind of a, of age and he can kind of be on his own. And then at that moment, Miss Havisham says, "Okay." You know, and then it will actually Estella tells him you're never allowed back here. And he's just out of nowhere, just thrown thrown out in the wild, never allowed to come back. Because I guess he 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 I in my opinion, Miss Havisham loves little boys and little girls. And so once they kind of reach that coming of age, I guess, except for Estella, because she's kind of still her slave, they're just out. Okay, I have no use for you anymore. Okay. So that's what I that's what I I like it. I like your perspective. I've got something different. Uh, first off, talking about the time jump, the reason why I liked it so much is because we got like five to seven minutes of little boy Pip 
going through initiation almost there. But then we like understood what life was going to be like. You know what I mean? They kind of like, they showed us over, over eight or nine minutes what the next 10 years was going to be. And I was thinking, how long are we going to stay here until the next big plot development happens? And then they snapped their fingers and he was yep. 18 and immediately the plot development was there. And I felt like I needed all I needed to know about the childhood. It's, it's a little bit of like the house of the dragon stuff where it's like, I think fans wanted more of the kids stuff, but in here I felt okay with how much I got from them too. As, as, as kids, you know, he fights the, the, the Indian boy who's in love with Estella as well. And there's that little scene. And what I got from the kicking out part and I really, I really want to give a point. Biddy, who plays the neighborhood crush, Lauren Ogden, um, she teaches him French. And I really liked that five minutes of yeah, plot development. Cool. And it was, it was fun. And I felt attached. And I felt affiliated with this storyline. And then the Jaggers character comes into play, played by Ashley That's my Thomas. character, by the way. Jaggers. My, he's a my boss. Character. He's yeah. basically Tom Sh uh, uh, He's basically... I don't know, a mixture of like Tom like Shelby. Donovan, I was Tom thinking like Shelby. Tom Shelby. Yeah, Ray Donovan. Someone who's who's very high up in politics. He's more of like a, an official politician in London, it feels yeah, like. So, than so, Ray so, Donovan. so he's a he's a lawyer. Um, and they call them they call them solicitors in yeah. in London. And back in the old days they call them solicitors. And he's he's plugged with with high higher ups in the town and in London. He's the best lawyer in London, he says he's he knows how to finagle in court and swindle people in court and kind of, you know, shake some hands in the back rooms to, to make some deals. And we kind of get introduced to the main plot and what his plot is going forward and how he wants to make a fucking buck by a very, very clever and complicated story and, and, yeah. and kind of mechanism and scheme. And I'm going to say for the first time in covering a podcast, I am okay flying a little less knowledgeable, like in this, in, in the, in the comings and goings of this plot, I'm like mm. kind of sitting there being like, I'm not going to overthink too much. You know, like yeah. in, in a lot of their conversations towards the last 10 minutes of episode three, I was just like, okay, they're going to use Pip and they're going to make money. And I, I'm not really going to think too far beneath that yet because I don't need to. And, and it, it's a good job. Like it shows do a good job of, of letting you be as engaged as you want. And this show's doing that. But what happens is Jaggers is on the phone before they kick Pip out of the house. This is mid-episode two. And he says, you know, is the is the orphan going to be a gentleman? Are you sure? And and we assume, I don't think we ever see the other side of that conversation, but we assume she's, he's talking to Mrs. Habersham. And so then he gets Magwitch out of being hanged at the last minute. And then we find out at the end of episode three that Magwitch is probably Pip's dad. And so like all of that is all in motion and it all is definitely connected. And I, I don't know if you're, if you're with me on all the, like, that's why I think that they kicked Pip out because he was, Jackers was finally like, okay, it's time for you to send him to London. So Estella was told to lock the door and Pip wasn't allowed back. And then of course he I shows up at the that, bar. But no, it's definitely a show where if you like pick your head up and you look at your phone for two minutes, you're gonna you're, you're gonna miss something, and it's very hard to follow. Gotta use subtitles. They use very old English, so it's very fancy, and they use big words like they use the word avarice, and I had to look it up. I had no idea what it, what avarice meant. It means like you know, I think it's like greed. It's like it's it's like oh, you want to choose avarice or you want to choose love or something. And avarice means like take the money, basically. 
Um, so it's like, it's very hard. So um, maybe you're right, but I love where we leave off uh, after episode three, where basically the whole concocted scheme is that they're going to, they, they, they're using Pip and his knowledge of, of vessels and boats and ships, correct? To, 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 to see if, if, if boats are kind of uh, faulty, if, if ships are faulty. I'm trusting you because like I said, this and was the area see, where I was kind of lost. Right. And to see if they're going to crash, you know, on their voyages, or if they're going to have some, you know, something that's going to cause an insurance claim. And because, and basically Dagger, uh, uh, Daggers. Jaggers goes to uh, Bentley Drummle, who is an underwriter. So he writes insurance policies for, 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 merit, for maritime insurance policies. Basically he's going to underwrite false fraudulent policies so that when these boats try to make claims on the insurance policy, they then Jaggers comes in and says, that's a fraudulent insurance policy. You can't, you can't recover anything. And then basically they're paying for for insurance policy and they get boats of money. That's what I think. Or I think that, that, that I, I don't know. There's, there's some, there's some mechanism where, the people who are making the claims cannot recover because they're faulty and fraudulent insurance policies. And then uh, Drummel will make a boatload of money and then Jaggers will get a cut. And Drummel is the one that's going to marry Estella. Correct. So that was so a wild not, so, so Pip and his sadness is kind of facilitating his lover's soon-to-be husband to be <laughs> coming into a lot of money. It's very ironic, yeah. and that's the point. Charles Dickens' novel, not for the faint of heart. Yeah, and uh, and at the end of the episode, we see I think his name is Hemick or Herbert or something, who's his the now Pip roommate get reads his letter saying Estella's coming to town, and so that's what we end where we are at. Funny enough, Josh, IMDb has a wild critic um, reception of this. The first episode, which is out of ten, and anything in the nines is really good. Peaky would be in the low nines. First episode got a six point seven. Yeah, second episode. Hold on. Second episode got a 6.2. These are bad yeah. scores. We're talking about yeah. like The Bachelor. Third episode, 6.4. But episode four, which just aired on April 9th, got an 8.3, which is like prestige TV territory again. So that's the first episode above a 7.0. So, I mean, we if we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet, I'm very excited. Yeah, and that that makes sense because they were super set up episodes, and we just got introduced to what the main plot is really going to be, and so There's I assume only... we're going to be seeing a lot more of juicy stuff in the next episode. But there's only six episodes, so yeah. we are we are halfway done, and I do want to go over some of the things I wrote down for some of my favorite scenes of the first three episodes. Just favorite lines, favorite scenes. I feel like we did a pretty good job covering the the base plot web and obviously because there's been another episode josh and i are going to jump back on here you know in the next couple of days breaking down four and maybe going a little bit more plot heavy but just our, our the overview of the show first off first episode i've never felt more seen than when pip uses like big vocabulary and the sisters just like shut up and use smaller words like there's no reason for you to use those big vocabulary and my family says that to me all the time so i thought that was very funny and then estella who welcomes him into eternal winter so that's where it comes back, Josh, and I want to have a little bit of a discussion here. It didn't feel like Pip loved Estella. It felt like Pip spent a lot of time with a woman who he felt really bad for because she's high on opium all the time and she's living a miserable life. And I don't think that 
he loves her the same way that he loves Biddy, like the hometown girl. Uh, I disagree. We're going to find out. I, don't, I, I think it's pretty clear that he loves Estella, you know? Got it. Just just throwing that one out there. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard at the end of the last episode when he was like, oh, my, she's coming to town. He's like, oh, my God. You know? No, no he thinks he does because she's yeah. the one that taught him. But it just felt like, at least from my from my watching, that it was more That's of fine. a of a pity thing um olivia coleman delivered phenomenal lines with like first of all she looked a lot older in episode one than she did in episodes two and three which was interesting um i really like the offhand references in the beginning of episode one about sending people to australia which of course back then was just the british prison Mm -hmm. and then of course pip talking a lot about coming to america was very much like the tom hardy show taboo and tom hardy is an executive producer with ridley scott for this, which is yeah. very interesting. Stacked. Um, episode two, I, I thought that the the sister beating her husband was really weird. Do you want to walk us through that, if, of your understanding of those scenes of Pip's sister, like, whipping her husband? Yeah, I think that the sister's just kind of crazy. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't really have a take yeah. on that. I think she's just actually batshit crazy. She, like, rips Pip all the time. Um, I don't know. I mean... What the, my big question about the first episode is like, what do you think of Pip, the character and the actor? I think I, I think he's phenomenal. Love him, love him. Yeah, Finn Whitehead great. take take over, and he was the one of the main characters from Dunkirk, and I recognize the face, and he was he's really good, and he, and he's and he's really believable as this, and especially that scene, Josh, where he's willing to give up his a little bit of his check for that guy who's been begging, and then you see him twist. In a, in a second and be like oh wait I think I might have made a mistake Jaggers hold on don't cut up that whole thing I'm tired and I think I might have and, and just like the way that he's backing up against the wall I love mm. the, the the imagery in some of this writing right before they, they kicked out Pip was the fault of the call from Jaggers and I have written down it's time to throw the boy into the wild beast of the city and they called it an experiment which I think is going to come up a few more times here Josh this really does feel like the, the Pip experiment from Habersham and Jaggers and maybe some other there's there's I think there's other chess pieces that we're going to kind of leak into and and I I love I love that because the the whatever you want to call it the the British drama part is cool and it's fun mm-hmm. but having the underlying like really important plot line in, involved with the convict and maybe it's the the father of the kid and maybe there's this maybe there's that I really like that kind of dangling under underneath this this yeah. has potential to no, go a couple seasons no i i agree 100 um i think they're doing a really great job of progressing the plot didn't waste too much time like they had to set it up somehow to show how his like upbringing you know came to be um one thing that i really like that if we're going to kind of bring it back to peaky land is whenever miss havisham is doing opium and she's smoking that big pipe just major peaky vibes of when tommy shelby is such is on, peaky is Oh, it is yeah. almost identical. Like I think it was like intentional. Like Stephen Knight is so I, good at that at, at that imagery. Like where it's they're blowing the smoke and it's slowly coming out of coming out of their mouth and we can hear them blowing the smoke and we can hear the breathing and it's that intense music. Um, and they kind of slow down the picture. Um, I thought that was incredibly done. And I didn't really think that this show was going to be a show where there was heavy drug usage. And there is. And I want. And I'm kind of curious to see if that's in line with the book. So if there's any book readers out there that have read this book and know it well, please let us know. And also please correct us if we're wrong about, about the plot with the insurance policy and you know, the whole, like that, that's very complicated and we're, we're, we're going off the cuff here. So we didn't look anything up. 
I, yeah, I, I think people they love correcting. So if, if we don't oh, yeah. need people we don't need to prompt them. We don't need to prompt them. Um, Brady Hood directed the first few episodes. I don't recognize anything that he had done. So that was really interesting. He directed one, two, three, and four. So everything that we've that's been released so far has been directed by Brady Hood. I just wanted to shout out one more quote here from this from Jagger, who said, "Ride like the devil is chasing me." And then when Pip said he was tired, he said, "You will rest in your grave and not before." And I just really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the writing. I loved the stick-up scene with Magwitch, um, kind of like just randomly killing this guy from his past. Maybe they were like, you know, that's when he said it's an affair that started with a girl and a boy I'm traveling to see. And that was the line that stuck with me about here's our storyline. This is the real plot. The the pip stuff is all I mean, the pip stuff with money and maybe learning how to be a gentleman, all the side stuff. The Magwitch, the criminal coming to look for his potential maybe son, maybe friend's son, something like that. That's the one I'm I'm all in on. And I'm excited. I'm you know, I'm excited to dive into it. I'm excited. Hopefully we can get some reaction and some some interaction from you guys listening. And we can do another episode with a little bit of listener feedback. We haven't done that in a while. And just just overall, it's fun to be breaking down a show with you again, Josh, as romantic as it is. Oh yeah, it's nice. We got some good I mean we should definitely do a, a succession pod, you know, when it's getting close to the end of the season or at the end of the season, because amazing, amazing, amazing season of television. All, overall right now, TV is firing, right? We have yep. Barry coming back next week. Dave is going on right now. Succession, Yellow Jackets, Wait, Ted Lasso, Dave, back. You haven't seen three episodes. I thought it was out next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Josh, I haven't seen like, tonight. I haven't seen anyone talking about it, which is weird, but. Well, it's not really a. I feel like it isn't an interactive social media People show. People love Dave. I, I like Dave. Um, it, I, the ads good? have been everywhere. Have you not good? seen the commercials of him with no, the I've NBA just, I've seen players? The oh, yeah. I've, seen, no, I've seen the commercials. Um, I've only seen not- one. It's it's weird. It's kind of like what Atlant- what Chance the Rapper decided to do with Atlantis. Like, let's make a new season and have the first episode be the opposite of what my show has been about. So that was a little interesting, but it was still fine. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. not. Okay. Well, yeah, TV's firing up right now, so I'm pretty yeah, pumped. Well, We'll do an episode. We'll talk about succession. Major stuff's been going on on everyone's favorite show. And we'll maybe we'll do that over on Patreon as well. So we will wrap this one up for great expectations. Thanks so much for listening. He's Josh. I'm Daniel and we binge so you don't have to.